Welcome to Who Signed Up For This? I'm Sabrina. And I'm Angelica. Together we'll discuss topics on being a military spouse. And all the adventure that brings us together. (laughs) Yep, that's true. (laughs) So in this episode, we will be talking about marrying our lovely service members and how you thought it would be versus how it actually is. I was under the impression that it was going to be very romantic. (laughs) (laughs) My prince charming just take me away. (laughs) Seriously. I had a high school friend where this was before I met my husband. Well, my high school friend was an ex-boyfriend back in the day and he was in the army. And so we were like, oh, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to get and live this life as adults. That didn't work out. (laughs) So then I got an idea that I still want a military guy. And I've always been into men. That's something that is a thing for me. For example, I'm from New York, right? And I think this all stems from 9-11. 9-11 happened. And I was very close to it. And so they had a armory that was never used for the entirety of my young life. (laughs) When I was a child, I thought, this is empty all the time. Well, when 9-11 happened, they had to house a lot of the equipment that the National Guard and all of them brought along. And even, I think it was active duty too. I'm not really sure who they sent out because I was young, younger. (laughs) And I saw these soldiers and I was just like... Ooh, okay. Ooh. I like me one of those guys. So then, you know, that happens. Things go back to normal. I move to Florida. I end up marrying a my first marriage. So a guy, a guy in uniform. And that didn't work out. I need to be a soldier because that's going to be more romantic. Also, I was watching Army Wives. Oh. And then <laughs> after Army Wives, they came up with a show called Coming Home. Have you ever seen that show? Uh, I think so. It was based out of um, Fort Campbell. And it was all these stories. They were very sweet stories. I would be in tears all the time because, you know, these families are getting ready for their loved ones, husbands, wives, moms, dads, all these people coming back from deployment. And they're, you know, they show the whole, they, they film the whole time or whatever until they actually get home. And, you know, they would do stories like, uh, coming into the school and surprising the kid or popping out of a box. Like, it was just very sweet, heartwarming stories. Oh. Why <laughs> did you think that marrying a soldier was a great idea? So, <laughs> first of all, I didn't even think that my husband was a soldier. <laughs> I met him at a party, at a kid's party. So, and okay, de- for, so in my eyes, right? Because I know people beauty and handsomeness and stuff like that in different ways, right? So I'm going, oh my God, this is a handsome guy. Like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah, he was just handsome. Okay. Danny's probably the man that I have ever dated. You know what I mean? In my life. So um, after I knew that he was active duty in the army, right? I was like, okay. And I saw a picture of him in his uniform. And I'm thinking like, he looked like a whole snack. I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> so this hand looking like a whole snack in uniform. <laughs> Obviously, he had a snacker. Like, That's funny. And so I think, and so I met him at a, at a um a friend's 
kid's birthday party mm -hmm. and he had my stepson there with him. So I was like, okay, so obviously like family oriented, you know what I mean? I'm all about that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that's what attracted me to him. Just <laughs> yeah. visually seeing him, seeing him there with his, his son. Sure. Now, when I found out that he was in the military, I was even more attracted because I'm like, okay, he has a steady career. Like he has a steady job because <laughs> he just can't quit the army. Yeah, possibly a career, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, to me, that was like a check. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He checked the box there. Mm -hmm. Once I got to talking to him and, and he's like, oh, I want to make this a career and all this stuff. I was like, okay. And uh, he wanted to get custody of his son. Like I said, since he was family, I was just all about that. That's what attracted me to him. So his physical appearance, no had a career. And yeah. then, I mean... Who doesn't want to hook up with a military guy? <laughs> Word. I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah. Kevin was in prior to us getting together. Not for very long, but he was in for a while. So he had custody of both his kids. Well, let me back up before I go into that. I had this idea that I wanted to be involved or get to know a soldier. So my happy little self gets on to a military website and is like, I think I make up a profile, a dating website. Oh. <laughs> Don't remember what dating site it was. Have no clue. And there were people that reached out to me and was like, oh. So now I was in Florida. And there were people that reached out from like Jacksonville because there's, I believe, uh, e either Naval or Air Force over there. A base over there and then um in Tampa or something over there and all these people just fell through well all of a sudden I get a message from my husband <laughs> he's like hey like hi you know I'm so and so blah 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 we start talking for a little while not very long because you know how it is in the military you just like swoon off over each other at the beginning it's, mm -hmm. everything's perfect so okay cool he's like yeah I have an upcoming deployment okay but when <laughs> like when's your deployment and he's like oh uh i don't know if he knew it what when it was or if he was like on standby or something but comes over and like one day just calls me out of the blue is like oh i deploy tomorrow i said no you're not oh you're not deploying without i said i have to meet you first like, you can leave like, you don't what could happen over there now he's going to Iraq, and he was stationed at Stewart. so i was like you can't leave without me meeting you that's rude. <laughs> and then uh, he was like, well, I leave tomorrow. I was like, all right, cool. I'll be there in the morning. So you drove from Florida? Yes. Nobody knew that ah! I went over there. Nobody. Now, one person knew. I worked for an eye doctor. <laughs> I called out of work. I told them I, was, I wasn't going to be in. I drove. It was three and a half hours. So it wasn't that far, but I drove three and a half hours. To someone I've never met in my life. Just, I could have gotten killed, murdered, and in the woods somewhere. Nobody would know where I was. <laughs> so, say I didn't have access to post. Never have I ever in life been on a military installation before that moment. So, I'm like, where do we meet? I'm here. I'm in Hinesville. You know, where, where do we meet? 
And he's like, you really came? Yeah. I wanted to meet you before you go. Like, I'm serious. So it was a little parking area. It's like a little strip mall, very tiny strip mall. I think there was like a Chinese store, a Chinese food restaurant, and there was Subway and some other crap. But um, I parked there and I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? He's like, I'll meet you. I'm at some kind of meeting. but I'll meet you or whatever. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm sitting here and I'm like, if this mother effort did not, I could over, over all the way here and he looks like freaking Gollum off of the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Give me catfish me. I'm going to be so mad because you never know. You know, you're talking to somebody <laughs> on the internet and then on the phone and you really don't know what you're getting yourself into. So he comes over in this ugly blue car that I hated. I was like, so eventually I got to hate it. At first, of course, I was like, <laughs> but I hated it. It was a Mitsubishi clip. And so that's, I used to love those cars. And I was like, I love that car. This is meant to be. Oh, ooh, I love it. Yes, girl. So he comes out and I'm over here. So I think I wore some like butt pads or something. And I was like, well, I got to take these off because what happens if like something happens? And he's, and so I'm like in the car trying to take off my pants and like put on my jeans that I had on real quick. And I'm like, well, if that happens and he's going to know I don't have nails anyway, so, so might as well just take these things off. So, yeah. So from meeting him, we made it to his barracks the same day. Same day, girl. It was like an hour. <laughs> One hour. And we, we, we talked or whatever. I mean, just terrible. Terrible situation. But it was just like a spare the moment, like, whim kind of thing. And, and I'm not, don't worry, I'm not judging you. I was just asking Yeah, no, no. Yeah, that's fine. If you judge me too, I don't care. <laughs> For all of the <laughs> listeners that are judging, that's fine. I'm okay with it. I, I have thick skin. <laughs> So, so we get there and I'm like, am I even supposed to be in the bear? There's like nothing in here. It's just a bed and an empty room because he was getting ready to leave. So he had, he was having all his stuff sent to his parents' house or whatever. So whatever. I was like, okay. So apparently I lost his world <laughs> because um, once that happened, it was time for him to go. He had to go. Uh, catch the flight to I think they were having a bus transferred to Savannah airport or whatever and I had to go back to Florida girl I left and I was just what if I never see him again like I was really emotional about it I cried like oh I'm gonna miss him and I don't even know him (laughs) it was it was very like weird and and I saw him drive off to the pizza shop and and it was like a pizza hut with a buffet because this man loves buffets but I didn't know that back then. So I'm thinking maybe he's going to meet another girl. You know, things go through our heads like crazy shits. Well, so he gets to where he goes and we stayed in touch the entire deployment. And by the end of his deployment, I had his two daughters, which his parents had um, custody of them over in Georgia. We came up with a plan that we were going to move in together. So when he came back, while he was gone, uh, he sent me money for like a, a deposit for an apart for a house in Hinesville because we weren't married. We weren't going to 
post yeah that wasn't in the cards yeah we didn't know and so he and i have never heard this story okay really but why does it sound like my story but i'll tell you my story after you finish your story okay go ahead <laughs> absolutely i wouldn't hear this so when he got home well he was there he gave me the deposit we put the deposit i put the deposit down i ended up working for the people that i rented from or we rented from so um like long story short, when he came home from deployment, I had the house, I had it furnished, I had his daughters, they had their bedrooms, Isabel had her bedroom, my daughter had her bedroom, and obviously the little one wasn't here yet. Yeah, and then he got home in June. We got married in August. It was very short. So contrast to my first marriage where we waited a while, we got married almost I think over 30 grand on a wedding. And it didn't last very long. It only lasts for three years. And this one, <laughs> everything was so quick. And I've been married for 12 years now. <laughs> What's your story? Yeah, so that that sounds a lot like how me and Danny, I guess. So we met cousin. So me and cousin, we all went to school together. I never knew Danny, mm -hmm. okay? Danny was... He went to the same school? He went to the same school as me, high school. Oh, but he was already involved with his first wife at that time. So in high, he married his high school sweetheart when he got out. When he went into the military, he married his high school sweetheart. Mm -hmm. So we met at his cousin's daughter's birthday. I was like, oh my God, who is this guy, right? That night we went out and actually my sister drugged me out that night. She's like, I'm going to go on a date with Nikki's brother and I want you to come. And I'm like, why am I going to go to the third wheel? She's like, you're not going to be the third wheel. We have a date for you. And I was like, what? Like, remember the guy that you were saying that was handsome at the party? He's coming. And I'm like, uh -uh. So I'm thinking this guy's not going to like me. Danny is the most attractive guy I have ever dated or talked to in my life. Okay. So I'm thinking, whatever. I put on this dress. Like, it looks like a big uh, uh, black, white, and gray tie-dye moo-moo. That's what it looked like, okay? I put it on. I'm thinking, let's just go. Let's go. Whatever. So it's called Baby A's. <laughs> I'm sitting there. My sister's sitting there. She's into this guy and she's talking to him. And then here comes my husband, not knowing that he was going to be my husband. Here he comes. And I'm like, this guy really just sat right next. And I couldn't even speak to yeah. him. I couldn't look at him. I couldn't just say a word because I was like, <laughs> you're so nervous. Oh my God, this guy is so freaking fine sitting right next to me, right? So then mm -hmm. after having a couple of drinks, a couple of margaritas. Oh boy. <laughs> and going to, we was, uh, now we call it grandma's house, right? So it was like this old school house in East Austin. Oh, we God. ended up going there to drink. It was like a bar, but it literally looked like someone's grandmother's house that they turned okay. into a bar. So after, you know, getting some liquid courage, him over there getting some liquid courage too, and we're just sitting there, we're just talking, laughing, hula hooping, like we were just having a blast, right? Yeah. The night came to an end and we were like, what the hell? So he's like, well, can I have your number? And I was like, uh, no, I don't think that would be a good idea. And he's like, just give me your number. So I like, keep in contact. Maybe if you want to go out and have another beer or whatever. I was like, you know what? Okay, I'll give you my number. Yeah. So I gave him the number. He came back to Colleen. And I want to say, I was like, okay, I gave him my number. He didn't reach out to me for like 24 hours. Mm. And I'm thinking like, this guy 
me like what the hell I already knew it like he didn't like me because he was just too fine yeah. you know like all this stuff right well after like a day like after it, it had to have been a whole day he messaged me and which is a little bitty message hey how's it doing do you want to go out? Do you want to go have another drink this weekend? Keep in mind that I had two small kids at the time. So my youngest was maybe six. And then my oldest was 10. And then my oldest, oldest daughter, um, her dad had custody of her. Mm -hmm. So the at home, I had two small kids, a 10-year-old, I think a six-year-old at the time right? Something like that. Or an eight-year-old is something like that. So mm -hmm. I'm going, well, I don't know. I have to find a sitter for my kid, you know, like my kid. He's like, well, find one, you know, maybe we can go have a drink. So I was like, okay, cool. So fast forward about three weeks into us chatting, mm -hmm. talking, stuff like that, going out to eat and having some drinks and stuff like that, just on the weekends. Mm -hmm. uh, he tells me I have to deploy. And I was like, what does that mean? Right? He's like, I'm going to Iraq. I was like, oh my God, like what? <laughs> right? Because I'm going like, what? No way. Like you're going over there. And you know, at this time I didn't know about, I knew about all the stuff that was going on in the world and stuff like that, but I yeah. didn't know yeah. the multitude <laughs> of it. You know what I mean? So I started like looking up yeah. on ESPN, like not ESPN, <laughs> CNN. Right. And I'm just going like, oh my God. Like, this is like real life stuff and he's going to go over there and he's going to, he's going to probably die over there. Like what's going to happen? Like I'm just like losing my crap. Right. I'm not telling him this. Right. Cause I didn't want him to think like I was like psycho over him. That's funny. <laughs> too fast. Right. I'm thinking I was moving too fast. Yeah. So course. I'm thinking like, Oh my God, like he's about to go overseas to this country. <laughs> I was just like, Oh my God. Okay. The week that he was scheduled to leave, he tells me, Hey, I need something from you. I said, what? He's like, well, actually, I need you to do something for me. I was like, okay, I need to be my power of attorney. And I said, what is the power of attorney? Mm -hmm. What is that? Right? I go, um, I don't have nowhere to leave my truck. And yeah. he had a Yukon. Or what year it was. Girl set on like 22s or whatever the, the big old rims are. Right. And I'm like, huh? Like, I want to leave you my power of attorney yeah. to be in charge of all, like, my financial things, my truck, oh, all this stuff. And I'm going, like, I'm crazy. <laughs> Buddy, you're crazy. I'm going, like, what? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Me? <laughs> so he's, like, uh, the spelling of your first name and whatever he needed for me, right? So I'm, like, what? So he sends me the documents. And I'm thinking, like, is he for real? Like, he's serious, right? So we need a off all his stuff with me which was just clothes and shoes uh -huh. and just you know some paperwork and he's like everything that I own basically is in the back of this truck I just need you to keep my truck safe right it's for it like I'll give you um I'm going to add you on to my bank that you can have the money so I'm like oh my god this is serious stuff right yeah so he leaves he leaves I want to say he was there for, he was in Iraq, I think for, that was a nine month tour, I want to say. Mm -hmm. um, and this was not his first tour because he's been there. He was deployed to Iraq, I want to say three other times previous to when, so this was his fourth rotation over there. Um, so he was already used to whatever mentally, I'm going to assume. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so he's like, hey, I really want you to move to Clinton, okay, which is right outside of Fort Hood. Um, I really want you to move to Colleen. He's like, there's a bank. I need you to go find a rental. I want a house. 
So I was like, okay, like this is moving way fast. Okay. This is fast forward, like eight months, seven, eight months into his, um, deployment. So I ended up living here and just like you, <laughs> just like you, Wait. By the time he came back fully furnished house. Everything was set up. Ooh. All he so did was come home basically to everything, you know, a set up house, right? Now he's coming home to a woman that he's only known for 30 days and two kids, two small kids, right? Because at that time, his son was only, what, three years old and his mom had custody of him at that time. But anyway, so that's a whole nother. So I'm going, so he comes in and he's like, mm -hmm. okay, like, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So we moved in with each other another 25 or 30 days into us living together, we get married. And so when we got married, no, my sister didn't know, my twin sister didn't know, my mom didn't know, his parents didn't know, not even our kids knew. <laughs> he said, going to Ross. And I said, huh? He said, I need you to go into Ross and get a dress. I said, what kind of dress? Like a maxi dress? Like what kind of dress? He said, just go get something nice. I said, okay. And he's taking me to Ross. <laughs> Going to rock a nice dress I thought was nice, and he takes me down to the to downtown Colleen, and he's like, "We're getting married today," and I'm like, "What, girl? It's a place called the Little White Chapel that's now a car lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's now a car lot." Yeah. And I'm standing there like, "Oh my god!" Like I know I am not about to get married. We got married, okay? Um, so I'm like, "My god!" Well, there's an other stuff that happened in between the, that. Because while he was, let me just back up a little bit to give you some history. While he was on that deployment, mm -hmm. his baby's mom mm -hmm. and him, they were still legally married. Oh, boy. They were legally married. He sent her $5,000. I think it was $5,000 to get a divorce. Okay. This whole time while he's deployed, I'm thinking they're going, they're, they're in the middle of getting a divorce. By the time he comes back to the States, that he's going to be divorced, right? Because that was... I mean, I, I was looking at his, I had access to his emails and conversations between them and everything, right? And he was li like, she literally faxed, sent him, emailed him papers to sign mm -hmm. saying that they ha had a, an official divorce, right? Well, we didn't know until we went down to the courthouse to file for our uh, marriage license that he was still married. Oh my goodness. So he calls him like, um, can I speak to you over here? And I'm like, why did she need to talk to him in private? Like, what? <laughs> oh, you're still kid. married? <laughs> Basically. And he's like, oh, hell no. Like, he's just losing his shit, right? And I'm like, what? He's like, that B-I-T-C-H never even filed for a divorce. I'm still married. Mm -hmm. You know, he called outside the courthouse and he's like, what happened to all that money? They're trying to say that I'm still married to you. And I'm over here crying like, what? I'm over here, you know. Living with America. You're ready. <laughs> I'm crying, literally, like, oh my God, I'm over here sleeping with a married man. I'm living with him and everything, right? Oh my goodness. And basically, she was like, ha ha ha, you got screwed out of $5,000. Thank you. You know, have a great day, right? Oh my God. So there he goes, having another $3,000 for like a rapid divorce or whatever it was. So I was mad. I was. I'm, I'm talking about like, I was ready to like pack all my stuff up and leave. Cause I was like, there's no way, like I have morals. There is no way. Like I'm over here living with someone, sleeping with someone. You're, you're married. You know what I mean? So 
when he found out that the divorce was finally uh, settled, which was, I don't know, 31 days, whatever it takes for a divorce to be final in Texas. Yeah. And he knew I was mad. He knew I was just like withholding everything from him. (laughs) (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Like I was just so just over it. Right. That told me, come on, let's go. We're going to Ross. And I'm like, for what? And that's how, where the whole Ross um, thing and getting married comes into. And I'm just, what? He's like, it's final. We're not married. No, we're not. I'm divorced, finally divorced. And I'm like, oh my God. So that was happy. For, I was happy. But then I was going like, and what? We're getting married today? Yeah. Yeah. Like, wait, what? <laughs> What's happening? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that, that came into play. So prior to him leaving, though, did you give up the nookie? No. No. And he, and he stayed. <laughs> huh? And he stayed, talked to anybody else. You, you guys were just in a relationship while he was gone or? Yeah, because you had everything uh, ready when you, when he came back. Right. So when he was gone, um, I don't ever think that anything was like, oh, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> oh, it wasn't you know official. I mean? we, <laughs> you just we, had all this yeah, stuff. We never, we never officially put a title on anything, actually. Um, before he came back, he said, go to a UPS store and I, or a FedEx store or something. So I was like, there, I pick up a package. He said, I need to come back. I said, okay. So I get the package. I go to my sister. I'm at my sister. Uh, what are you doing? I was like sitting here at my sister's house. He's like, now, and I was like, should I wait? Is it like a, like an important gift? Should I wait to get home? Like what? Right. And he's like, no, you can open it now if you want. So I open it up and it's a ring. <laughs> So I opened it and I'm like, oh my God, there's a diamond ring in here. And he was like, yeah, he said, I want you to marry me. And I was like, um, what? So he did it over Skype because that's what we were communicating over Skype, right? Tell him that I never got the proper um, proposal because it was through Skype. I opened my own box and everything, right? (laughs) He wasn't on his knee. (laughs) No, he wasn't. It was not romantic at all. I always thought that when I got proposed to that it was going to be like a guy coming in with roses and like music (laughs) all dressed up like at least a flax and a nice button up shirt or polo shirt or something right but it was nothing like that he's like do you want to open the do you want to open your gift now or later and I'm now (laughs) and I open it and I see a ring and I'm going oh is that my ring he goes yeah I want you to marry uh oh okay me to marry you mm. and then he goes well put it on I said oh am I supposed to put a ring on he's like yeah I was like okay thank you okay yeah <laughs> I'll marry you well, at least watch your ring I got a text I think we should get married that's good I think so too because then we can live on post <laughs> I think that's a good idea um let's do it we ended up going to the justice of peace some kind of courthouse and the kids were running around in the back of the courthouse while we were in the front with the judge doing whatever the judge was doing and saying i don't even remember like we can't even get our anniversary date right because one paper says one date the other paper another paper says another date oh my god (laughs) it's the worst and we actually funny story was that we actually took this one paper that we thought was our certificate to Deers. And you know what a nightmare Deers is. You got to make appointments. But back then it wasn't so bad. Like we just walked in and took paperwork and they're like, 
this isn't your certificate. What the hell are you giving us? It's just like this paper that randomly says, um, you, we were married on this day or whatever, but it doesn't even match the date that was on the certificate. So it's like, when did we get married? I don't even remember. So every year he's like, do you remember oh the day? Is it today or is it like next week or when is it? <laughs> just pick one, pick one already. Like it's been so long. It doesn't even matter. As long as it's in the month. Yep. <laughs> but I thought it was going to be like being romantic was one of the things that I was highly disappointed. <laughs> and then also, for some reason, I guess on the TV and the sh- on the mo- in the movies, I always see them in their dress uniforms. Like, oh. ooh, they're hotties. <laughs> that doesn't happen in real life. They hate wearing that uniform. Yep. They hate it. And it's like, you look so cute. And they're like, Bleh, shoot mm-hmm. me because I have to wear it. Yep. That's <laughs> oh, that was one of them. Oh, I'm trying to think. What was your like biggest shock thinking one thing and then it was. Like- so my biggest thing when I got because I feel like we only knew each other for maybe 30 days before he left. And then we kind of hit it off strong mm-hmm. over Skype. You know what I mean? And he didn't yeah, yeah. just be a dad. Like in reality, because he didn't have custody of his son. He did not know what it was, right? Or anything like, right? Because his ex-wife had their child. So when he came back home and we were, we moved into, we were living together. You know, like I said, my son was, I don't know, 10 and my daughter was like mm-hmm. six. And I did mm-hmm. not curse my kids at all like I didn't say no curse Mm. words at all something that I did not do I didn't allow people to do like no that was a big every other word and this was our biggest argument when he first came every other word was fuck Mm. yes every other so mad at him stop cursing around my kids stop stop they will pick it up stop it like and we would always we would that's just how i talk well you need to change the way you talk because you're not gonna talk around my kids like that now we military and i'm like and then so it went from being from me going i don't want my kids to hear this profanity to then him kind of taking it back a little bit and understanding where i was coming from and then sometimes when he would talk to me he wasn't angry but then he was going bitch and fucking damn it and this and that and I'm going like are you mad at yeah. me I would cry and he's like why are you crying because you're mad at me he's like I'm not mad at you I'm talking to you yeah. I'm telling you about my day and I'm just like well, why are you cursing me and he's like I'm not cursing towards or towards you I'm cursing at you something like that right I don't know what he said and I was like well you seem so angry all the time you're hmm. just so angry you know and he's like that's just the way I talk and I'm like, what? So that was a big eye opener from me because I thought it was just going to be a lot of just like sincere, just love and hey, babe, and this and that. And he just came back and it was like, why are you so angry? And why are, why is it worth it out of your mouth a curse? Yes. And maybe it's their MOS. My husband's the same way. I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say like, bad words around my daughter, but it was just the anger. I feel like he was just constantly upset. And even now, he's a lot better about bringing home work. The anger or the frustration that happens at work, he doesn't do it much now which is nice because we can talk through it but that took years and things happened throughout these years and we had to figure out how we communicate better but it definitely wasn't how he was communicating because that was uh, too aggressive for Mm -hmm. me 
But I think that two things really thinking that it was going to be one day in the military and its total opposite is when one of his deployments, it was Afghanistan. My thing was, okay, I'm not trying to get anything for free, although I'm not opposed to getting discounts (laughs) with my military ID. It is what it is, whatever. And everything's expensive. Wherever I can save, I'd like to save a little penny or two. Mm-hmm. Like going to the post office, and, and I'm sure you've experienced it, sending packages was so difficult through the post office. Have they not come up with a for spouses to go to a specific area on post? Like at Stewart, they didn't have an on post post office. It's, I had to go off post and deal with grumpy people at the post office. And I'm just trying to send my husband a freaking care package. I don't need to deal with your garbage. And it was so expensive. I would say about one small package was over a hundred dollars. Military discount? There's no discount or <laughs> like I, no. That surprised me because I mean I never sent care packages before I met him or before he was deployed. So that really surprised me. And we have social media and I posted it on social media, you know, venting. Oh, look at my receipt. Like this is how much I paid at the post office for whatever. And I can't tell you how many comments I got. You had to pay and just either waiver or give you a break yep. on he is deployed. It's not like he's on vacation somewhere and you're trying to mail him a package or two. That's one thing. And the second thing is how bad... <laughs> the hospitals is and I still don't get it and I've been with him for 12 years and he's been in the military prior to then the whole time I've been married to him is I don't understand why they think that they cannot be seen I don't know if your husband this but anytime mine has a cough or he doesn't feel well I'm like go go to the doctor and he's like I can't does he do that yeah, he's going to look weak. He can't go because he's going to look weak. Someone's going to tell him that he's just a sorry piece of shit. <laughs> You're like, what? Four years ago, he had COVID so bad. He was so jaundiced. He was vomiting. He couldn't hold nothing down. Like his eyes were yellow. His tongue was yellow. His nails were yellow. It was bad, right? You need to go to the emergency room. You, you haven't been able to keep nothing down for like two or three days. He's like, it's just my body releasing the time out of the emergency. Dude, you're jaundiced. If you're at that means your liver and everything is like shutting down. Like, my God. And yeah. so he's like, this is just weakness leaving my body. And I was like, dude, you're just brainwashed. <laughs> for real. Thank goodness my husband went and got a sleep study because I was going to murder him in his sleep because he just snored way too loud. And I was just like, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it if you do not get help <laughs> for that snoring. Get that under control because he sounded worse than the bulldog. Like if he has something wrong with him, he won't go. He, he's like, oh, I can't go to the hospital. What? Why not? He's like, we have PAs for that. And I'm like, so if you can go to the hospital and you have an appointment for yeah. the PA because you can't walk in unless you go to sick call, but who uses that? And they're just going to. 800 milligrams of ibuprofen and send them home. <laughs> right, exactly. I need to find out for sure. Can these service members, guys, females, doesn't matter who, every time I go to the clinics in the hospital, I always use little guys with the crutches and yeah, <laughs> to their basic trainees and they don't really have anywhere else to go. They don't have a PA. I, I don't think that the soldiers really think that they can utilize that facility <laughs> also. I think they know that, but they're so brainwashed to be like, you can't go to sick call. You 
go to the emergency room because then you're weak. <laughs> yeah, it may be that. I mean, I never thought of it that way, but I always ask him, I'm like, why? He's like, because I have a PA. I was like, look, if I have snot coming from my nose or I cannot breathe or whatever, sore throat, jaundice because I have COVID, I'm going to go to the emergency room. I just think that's so sad that they don't think that they can utilize that that outlet. That's just really bad. But you know, on, on the towel, the hospitals on post, okay, we could use Fort Benning or Fort Moore, whatever you want to call it these days. We could use here Fort Hood or Fort Cavazas, whatever they call it these days. This is my opinion. I feel like the military hospitals are so overran with retired veterans yes. that not take care of the communities within the post, meaning the young children, mm. wives, spouses. Yeah. Let's just say Fort Benning, where you're at. That emergency room and hospital has to be able to take care of all the veterans. Yeah. Has to be able to take care of active duty and retirees yeah. and all the uh, basic trainees plus all their dependents, right? Mm-hmm. I just feel like a better system. If you're a retired veteran or no longer, or you're just a veteran, right? Um, and you're needing health care, you should be able to go to the civilian doctor. Yeah. Off post, you should not have to go on post to, to seek medical help because guess what? A hundred percent of the time, you don't even live on post. Yeah. You live off post, right? You might live 30 minutes from your closest military post. You should be able to see a civilian doctor in your community or, you know, just around the block or whatever. I feel like they need to give the veteran more access to off post providers yeah. than telling them, oh, you need to go to the post to get seen. Yeah. You know, I agree. and I, I see it now too, because, you know, I take care of the elder. Mm-hmm. And especially here, we I see a lot of retired veterans, right, that are sick now. They're in their eighties or whatever, right? And I'm like, where do you go? You know, where's your primary care doctor, Darnell? And I'm like, why do you go to Darnell for primary care? That's what they assigned me to. And I'm like, but why? <laughs> or they'll have to go to a hospital in Temple, which is a 45 minute drive from mm-hmm. here. And I'm going, but why? I don't get that. Why they don't? allow these veterans that have served their time that have retired out of the military yeah. to get civilian doctors that are outside of the military. You know what I'm saying? Like I get it. Okay. To keep your VA benefits. Okay. I get it. You got to go once every six months or once every year, whatever it is, health record up to date. Right. But I think they have their own doctors, their own civilian doctors, because I feel like the people who live on the bases, right? The dependents, soldiers that are still active, their dependents, yeah. they, if they go, oh, I'm sick or my kid has, okay, well, go to the, go to the, mm-hmm. I'm not there. Why am I going to go there? Just, I'll just go ahead and drive 15 minutes off post near yeah. So at List, they actually had the military hospital and then they had another separate building for retirees. And they had their assigned mm. doctors there and they had their whole process that they have to go through with the VA and everything right in that building. However, with that, <laughs> that place would always get shot up or a weapon or someone being irate because for some reason the people that they hire are like people at the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> 
they just get you so frustrated. And these retirees, some of them, I, mean, I wouldn't say all of them, but a lot of them have prior like mental situations where if you put them in enough stress, they're going to break. Oh, yeah, I would definitely maybe have them being seen off post or something. But that is a big issue because it, it just bottlenecks everybody. And then there's no appointments, which is so frustrating because you're like, what? Why not? It's a whole big old hospital. Why is there no appointments for me? Mm-hmm. So the final point I think to make is how everybody think and prior to actually being married and getting used to this life is, oh, the military makes so much money. Really? <laughs> Girl, we were living like to paycheck when we first got married. Literally. I mean, that was the biggest burden because I had just had Sophia. So I stopped working once we moved on post and everything. And it was just a nightmare. And then nowadays, I can't even imagine what privates a married family with babies because you know that's another topic for another show they have these these large families mostly children and I was just talking earlier to some co-workers about how expensive like going to the grocery store is and they were saying that their family which includes their adult children and their grandson and like a bunch of people in the household but he spends $2,500 a month And then you have another person that we were talking to, him and the wife, and they both work. He's spending over a thousand or something dollars in groceries. Even buying the generic stuff, I feel bad because that's such a myth. No, I want to know where they got that idea. I don't even know where I got that idea before I knew better. But you know, sometimes I look at other spouses like for real, for real, right? Because I work right now full-time. Okay. Yes. Danny's a full-time soldier, right? We have two income and I'm going, yeah. How does the spouse have money to go to Starbucks every day? <laughs> how does she have money to do her nails every two yeah. weeks, her lashes every two weeks and her hair? Like <laughs> what? I'm over here trying stretching to, everything. Hey, make this last a month. Oh, I know. <laughs> when I was at Fort Benning, I knew someone that she would literally go to Starbucks with her five kids every day, every day and get everyone a drink. And I'm going and I used to tell Danny, do we just not know how to budget or what? Because I really feel broke all the time. And how does she not even work? He was a military service member with one income living on post, but she can afford to take herself and five kids to Starbucks every day. Mm -hmm. What? I don't know. Me neither. I don't understand it either. I don't get it. I don't get it. I see people and they're just, I'm going here on this trip and I'm going there on that trip. Man, it'd be nice. And I'm a full-time employee and uh, my husband's active duty and he makes his cities upper and listen like he's starting first class. I mean, how? <laughs> I don't get it either. It's much mm-hmm. more comfortable now than it was before when I wasn't working. And you know, you guys PCS, you just left and moved over there and didn't have a job for a little while. You, <laughs> you were struggling. I was. It just feels like, to me anyways, when I'm not, I mean, asking for permission, trying to explain what would drive me crazy is I would want to buy him a birthday gift. Is it really coming from me when I'm just buying it from your money that you're making 
and buying you a gift, which he would always be like, it's the thought that counts, which I agree, it does, but in some form, it makes you feel a little bit more prouder if you're the one going mm-hmm. out there and making money. And of course, like there's spouses that just have babies and can't work. The other option is childcare. That's crazy expensive too. Like, work or do you work just to pay? Right, exactly. <laughs> And I'm sure that later in the future, we'll have a show about those issues and to work or not to work. And it's their decision. You know, whatever works for your family, I'm not judging. I'm sure you're not judging either. But I just, nowadays, it's just so hard on one income. Things are just crazy. But that was a very big surprise. Let me take it back really quick and just kind of put in there. That because I know we're doing like pros and cons, right? Of like mm-hmm. military life, like like what we thought it would be compared to what yeah, it is, yeah, what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. So PTSD. I did not know what PTSD was before I met Good and married yeah. Danny. When I'm telling you that I have had to adapt to his mood swings. Um, so he lost a couple of months after we were married, it happened, and then like this the last month around the same time he got so angry he was just angry mm-hmm. well i didn't know that we lost mm-hmm. a buddy or something in combat mm-hmm. the combat was popular okay well but i didn't oh. know that he had one in the drawer well one day i was going to that drawer he was just what's wrong with him he's just like yeah. i'm talking about when i'm he was angry at the world angry so i opened the drawer i see it something told me to look at it well, it was that month that he had, okay? He passed away going over mm-hmm. an IED or the vehicle blew up. So, and it was one of my really close friends. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, I said, look, I said, are you, I'm trying to why you're mad. You're just, you've been coming home this whole week, like just angry. Like, I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. I said, I found, and is this why you're angry? And he's like, put that yeah. back. Don't touch it. Like he got mad at me. Well, no, I'm just trying to like, what is? And like, who, who is this? Right. Cause he never spoke to me about it and it took him a while, right. To open up and tell me who, you know, tell me that you on that bracelet and what the was and stuff like that. Right. And up until that point, and Mm -hmm. I just thought it's just anger, anger issues. Right. But I didn't know what PTSD was. I'm thinking like serious skeletons in his closet, you know, like he needs help. (laughs) You know, Danny is a very strong-minded person. My husband's a very strong-minded person. So when it comes down to showing his weakness, showing his feelings and most it's something he doesn't do, you know? And so opened up me up that and told me what PTSD was, you know, and I did a little bit of research. I'm going, my husband suffers from PTSD. He saw dramatic things when he was young, combat with one of his really close friends and they were all driving in a, you know, the story, you know, I won't tell mm-hmm. the story, but they were all basically in a convoy uh, going into a village something and boom, his buddy got blown up, you know, and he saw vehicle, you know, all this stuff. Right. So just think being so young mm-hmm. in your early twenties, having to experience that and then coming back yeah, and having normal mm-hmm. help raise kids, not yours, <laughs> you know, what I mean? and all these different emotions yeah. come up within you know, mm-hmm. that week that your buddy passed away, right? Because it's a memory. You have to yeah. relive what happened, what you saw, what you felt. I didn't 
that at all. Not until years down the line, yeah. I was like, you know yeah, what, maybe yeah, yeah. I need to start being a little bit more understanding because he's witnessed stuff that I didn't. I have never witnessed in my life. I know that he has his mood. He has mood swings 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, what did I say? What triggered and I'm still learning. I mean, we've been married for 11 years and I'm still learning that there's certain yeah. things that trigger yeah. him. You know what I mean? And I guess everyone like that to a certain extent. But I think with these servicemen and women that have been overseas that seen things that mm -hmm. we would never experience in our life, that it does change their minds. And for me as a spouse, I have to learn words or things that yeah. I do here in the home or even the kids do in the home that trigger him, you know, because he'll find one minute, boom, it's just like a ticking time, you know, you're like, whoa, what just happened? You know? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. he'll be playing around with my daughter and they'll be just bickering back and forth. And then all of a sudden something will happen. And he's just like, you better Ooh. get out of here. And I'm just like, whoa come from like what did she just say y'all were literally just playing yeah. around joking around going back and forth but what mm -hmm. happened you know and sometimes he don't even know what mm -hmm. happened. he don't even know what triggered him you know or conversations that we'll have I'll just see that he just shuts down and it's like adults yeah. <laughs> you know and he doesn't like to show his anger in front of other people as a spouse we oh, yeah. see things that other people don't see and we worst side of our service yeah. that people would never believe us when we tell them or, you know, my husband, <laughs> his family okay. calls him baby Danny, right? That's his name that he's always had for his family. They don't think mm. that baby Danny would hurt a fly mm -hmm. or even be nasty, right? With his words or whatever, right? But I'm going like, why? <laughs> I know better. <laughs> like I've seen. Right. I've seen some bad, bad sides of him that I would hate for anybody to experience. You know what I mean? Like I've heard, mm -hmm. seen and everything. And it hurts me to know that my husband goes yeah. through those things and I can't help him. Not that I don't try to talk to him when he's feeling certain ways because I do, but yeah. I can't help him because he don't want my help. He don't want his wife helping him with his yeah. emotional or mental stress. But that's just how he was raised. That's just how I think that's why I always say <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, because um, <laughs> we're still currently involved in the military right now, active duty. But I wonder if in the future as veteran, if they still feel the same. You know, obviously this, the memories are still always going to be there. But um, do they learn coping skills as they grow older, you know? Maybe we'll get out of that brainwash state. I don't want help now because, you know, now you retire. There's not that that there's something wrong. Now you're retired. You don't have to worry about that. Now is the time where they think, OK, I can get help now. Maybe that's something for in the future. Yeah. Well, see, I have a friend that her husband retired out of the military and he was depressed for a long time after getting out of it. He wanted to get out of the military. He was like, oh, my God. I'm, he was excited about yeah. right? I mean, who's yeah, not? Yeah. Yay, I didn't serve my yeah. time. About to retire. He went through a tough time where he felt like he was not a part. That's all he knew for 20, 21 yeah. years, 25 years of his life. He was part of an organization. He was part of the military. Mm -hmm. That was his life. And so when he got out of the military, he and I remember her telling me, 
oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel so helpless. Wow. He talked about yeah. you know, hurting himself. And I'm like, why? He, he has a job, but he feels like he's no longer part of part of the military yeah. anymore. Like they just kind of threw him out to the wolves. That's the only person that mm-hmm. has ever yeah, opened up to me about that. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure it's hard to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like I served 21 years or however years in the military and they have a job and we're successful out in the civilian world, but now he's highly depressed, not having, I'm, I don't know, I guess like an organization or a club, like being a part of a club and yeah. being a part of it anymore, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it makes sense. I mean, it's a big chunk of your life. That's your everything. That's, and I tell my husband all the time, you keep talking about retiring and all this stuff and it will come one day, but you don't know if you really prepare for that because being in the military and working in the civilian world is so different and he thinks that oh I would do it this way or and I'm like but you can't you're not the leader at that point you got to start all over and you have to take things that you don't think that you would ever take or do things that you might not have ever thought that you needed to do in order to be a good worker because guess what it's not it's not a contract anymore they can fire you whenever they want (laughs) and he's like no, that's not how it goes. I'm like, okay. All right. I mean, you won't know until you're yeah. you're in that situation. It's not as easy mm-hmm. as you think, like, oh, I can get a job, no problem. And yeah, you may, but are you gonna be successful at that job? You may not be, you know. There's things out there that you probably have to learn another skill. You'll have to do more maybe further education and, and, and then you have to deal with the boss. It's not like a chain of command, a boss, yeah. and that boss, you know, depending on where you are, fire you for whatever reason, you know, you don't, they don't even need to have a reason to fire you. So it's not as easy as you think. And I'm sure it's very stressful to integrate back into civilian life. I don't have that experience yet. It's just an adjustment, I'm sure. Kind of talking about that, because, you know, we work at forbidding with a lot mm-hmm. of veterans, right? Some of them, sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like some of the veterans that were on that contract, they did it to feel part of the military still, right? Probably, yep. To still help, still push the mission, mm-hmm. to be part of the military. Because I feel like some of them don't know how to let go of that. And maybe if they didn't have that contract to be on, that they would kind of fit, fall into that depression, like, yeah. well, what am I doing I- now? Because like I said, a lot of them, they're veterans that have served for years and that's all they know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like even that we do know that are still on the contract. You know what I mean? Like that's their livelihood. You know what I'm saying? That's what keeps them going day. Look right. at our boss. You don't need to work. Mm-hmm. I think he just does it because he just likes that position. He likes to be part of the military and be actively engaged in an right. environment like that. That's my opinion mm-hmm. I, that he thrives on. That. Eventually he's going to have to rest. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love them, but though. I think you know. Look, just talking about that, I think a lot of the leadership, yeah, that's still there, yeah. That that that's their livelihood. Yeah, they want to be part of the mission. No. Yeah, that makes sense. That will bring us to the end of this episode. Nice. Thank you for being here, and thanks to our listeners for joining us. Some topics were pretty intense; others were a little bit lighter. And hope that it is bringing someone some entertainment and some news thinking that being married to the military is a piece of cake it's not 
it, it takes a special person <laughs> to be married to a soldier or anyone in the service. But it does have its benefits as well. It's not always negative. Thanks for listening to Who Signed Up for This. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us. And be sure to come back next week for a discussion on blended families and creating families. Until next time, this is Sabrina and this is Angelica. All right. And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>